0: times in the 1800s and this story is told of a man called Spafford. some of you might have heard of this story in this story this man is a true story a set of events happen in this man's life he's a man who was known at least in the people of his time to be a very rich man and this is not so long ago he had five children and he had a wife And he was doing very well financially. And a set of things happened in his life. One after another that caused him to do something that I'm going to share with you this morning. The story goes like this. One of the events that happened in his life is the death of his four-year-old child. So out of his five children, the four-year-old died. Following that, he lost all the business investments that he had made in the fire that is known as the Great Fire, the Chicago Fire, that was in the 1800. Now this man was working with uh, the evangelist, and many of you might know, his name is D.L. Modi. And this one event which changes his life, they were supposed to travel to England, him and his family because he was helping out to organize the evangelistic campaigns for D.L. Modi. Something happened in his business and caused him to change the time of travel. So he let his wife and four children go ahead of him. The story is told that as they went on the ship, the ship capsized The four children died. Remember the four-year-old had died earlier, so now all the children have died, and only his wife survives. His wife sends him a letter that we have come now to know as a very popular letter titled, Saved Alone. His wife sends him a letter to say, all of our children died, and I'm the only one who survived when the ship capsized. He grieves whichever way he knew. And this one day he decides to travel on this very same ship this very same route that the family had traveled when he got to that point where the ship that killed his children had capsized he paused and he gave a moment of worship many of you might know this story now as we give this moment of worship uh, my dear friend and pastor don't think of it again as a moment of crying i know many people have said these words have repeated these words but they were repeating them as a sad situation yet when you look at what was going on for him when he got to the place where his children had died he paused and he found it in his heart give worship and you know the words he said he said when peace like a river peace that that's a moment of worship he says lord here i am i'm going to pause and i'm going to take whatever you have presented on my plate if it is peace i am going to take it if it is trouble Well, you are the God. You are wiser than I. If it is trouble that you have presented, I am still going to take it. Amen. And he says, whatever my Lord, so be it. And it is true, this day I am so moved as we also take the time to think of this other man called Job. As we think about our own Lord, it is the case that many of us We have been apportioned a lot that is different from others. He worshiped in these words. He wasn't crying, he wasn't lamenting, he was worshiping. Worship with me this morning. acha de purubim. about that which you know you were never part of it, and how God designed that These are other set of circumstances that are going to happen to you—whether be a medical condition, whether be a loss, whether be a, a death—we are taking a moment this day, this minute, this hour to just worship and say, Lord. Whatever it is that you have blessed in my amenity, I will take it with gladness. I will take it with every breath that is within me. I am going to praise my way through it. I am going to worship my way through it. shout it out at the moment of worship as you say Lord whatever it is that you have apportioned for me whatever my Lord is I take that Lord and I pray for the grace to see me past this moment for the grace to see me past this situation for the grace to see me through this situation For the grace to carry me through this situation and while you carry me through it may i be one that still honors you may i be one that still worships your name may i let joe be one that still remains steadfast knowing that above all above all above all you are still lord you are still lord to post the scripture Ibrahim. if you're not able to I will read here as we go a story is told to you and I in the Bible of a man called Job in this story this man called job similar to mr. Spafford, similar to you similar to me in some ways loses everything and everyone that he cared for and out of the many things he responds to this catastrophe The Bible says in chapter 9 he lifted his voice he lifted his voice and he said these words indeed I know that this is true but how can mere mortals prove their innocence before God though they wish to dispute with him They could not answer him one time out of a thousand. His wisdom is profound and his power is vast. Who has resisted him and come out unscourched or not injured? He moves mountains without their knowing it and he overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillars tremble. That is the God that we are worshipping this morning. He speaks to the sun and it does not shine. Yes. That is the God we are worshiping this Amen. day. He seals off the light of the stars okay. just when you thought that they shine so bright. And in verse 8, he says, He also stretches out the heavens and he, and he treads on the waves of the sea. That is the God we are worshiping this morning. Amen. He is the maker of the bear, He is the maker of the Orion and the constellations of the south is the God who has made the constellations of the south and the constellations of the north the Bible says in verse 10 he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed he performs miracles that cannot be counted when he passes when he passes when he passes me I cannot see him when he goes by I cannot perceive him This is the god that we are praising this morning this is the same god that has allowed whatever your lord is he is the same god that has allowed it to happen he has allowed it to unveil the way it is unveiling Yes, it is true that your life might be similar to jobs. That you you can count and say, Pastor, you don't understand it. My life has been one event after another. One catastrophe after another. Yes, that is exactly the God that I am talking about. He has allowed those events to happen. And he is and he will always be God. The Bible says of him that if he snatches away, who can stop him? who can say to him, what are you doing? And verse 13, he says, God does not restrain his anger, even the cohorts of Rahab cowered at his feet. How then can I dispute with him? I want you to know that the man speaking this word is the man who has just lost everything that he had and everyone that he cared for. Is the man who has just been struck with sores from the top of his hair to the very bottom of his toes. This is the man who is saying these words. He says, though I were innocent, I could not answer him. I could, not, I could only plead with my judge for mercy. He says in verse 16, even if I summoned him and he responded, I don't believe he would give me a hearing. He would crush me with a storm and multiply my wounds for no reason. And verse 18, he says, he would not let me catch my breath, but would overhaul me with misery. And verse 19, the Bible says, if it is a matter of strength, He is mighty. If it is a matter of justice, who can challenge how fair that he is? The Bible continues to say of this God that you and I are worshipping this morning. In verse 20, Even if I were innocent, my mouth would would condemn me. If I were blameless, it would pronounce me guilty. Although I am blameless, I have no concern for myself. I despise my own life. It is all the same, he says, that is why I say, he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When a scourge brings sudden death, he mocks the despair of the innocent. When a land falls into the hands of the wicked, he blindfolds its judges. If it is not he, then who is it? And Father, as we take the moment to hear of your word this morning, Lord, i pray that all this will be less of me and everything more of you that even as i present myself here even as i stand here lord i will be only a vessel that your people will hear that and only that that you have purposed for you always have a purpose for us and it is a good purpose as you're sending this word for you have said of it when it comes it it's impossible that it will go back without accomplishing the purpose for which you have sent it. Lord, as you send this word today, may it touch, may it minister, may it comfort, may it rebuke, may it do every purpose for which you have sent it. Lord, as we come into your presence, we also acknowledge how unworthy we are to even come near you. Yet you're such a God, knowing how unworthy we are, you have always welcomed us with open, wide arms. And as you take us in this morning, Lord, I pray that you forgive us for the times we have said, the times we have thought, the times we have done, things that are not of you. And even as we offer this worship, even as we offer this prayer, Lord, we pray that you would find it acceptable to you. Lord, have your way in this world, have your way in this moment. And as it comes, may it find that woman, may it find that man, may it find that child where they are waiting on you. God, I do this morning, as you have laboured it on my heart, I do bring the job among us. Yes. That man, that woman, who has seen as far as they are concerned, as far as they can remember, they have seen a series of loss after another, a series of catastrophe after another. Lord, I do bring those into your hands this morning that you'd be causing us, all of us, to be the ones that know how to respond, especially in times such as those. We thank you for the grace to endure. We thank you for the grace to persevere. Holy Spirit, as we open these pages, may you feed us as you have promised every single one of us until we thirst no more. Through Christ our Lord we have prayed. Amen. Amen. If you are still standing, please do our seat. I do thank you for taking the time to stand through the reading of the word and this moment that we just had. We do have a title for our message today. And the title is, Whatever My Lord. That is the title of our message today i'm gonna do my best to use the 40 minutes that we do have to do uh, uh, absorb and do whatever we can to take one verse at a time one story at a time one meaning at a time as we appreciate what god has in store for you and i this morning welcome to dominion church a place where love is alive it is my pleasure and honor to stand before you this morning I thank the choir for blessing us this morning. Beautiful, beautiful, thank you so much. May God bless you as you continue to be a blessing to all of us. It is true that you continuously choose to bless us. And for me, I do not take that lightly. I do have it on my heart to also congratulate all of you who are celebrating in one form or another, a loved one, a dear one, as we say, Happy Valentine's Day, and it is okay to oketechirimusta, neokokodechigambecho. Happy Valentine's Day to uh, all of you. Our love from here, as dominion to you all, who, wherever you are receiving it from, receive our hugs, very warm hugs, as we celebrate love, as we celebrate each other. There are many reasons for us to be happy, many reasons for us to celebrate, to give God the glory and love is one of those yes love is one of those so if you have experienced love uh, like i have uh, (laughs) i do take the minute here to pause you to cause you to celebrate that's right pause you to cause you to celebrate the title for our message today is whatever my lord what is the lord I felt it on my heart to start from there. Now, many of you have heard a little bit of my story. I grew up from a very, very uh, remote area called Chigasa, somewhere in Masaka. I know my sisters are on the uh, line there, which really blesses me. Hmm. It's one thing for people who never saw you growing up to to attend church and to really look forward to the message that you're going to share. It's a different thing when the people, <laughs> when they, they, they actually get excited to hear what you have to say on Sunday. So when I see my sisters online and all the people uh, from way back then, there's a way it, uh, it humbles me and blesses me and challenges me, I think, for the most part. Challenges me for the most part. Anyway, so uh, that is where I grew up. I grew up from a very a remote area called Chigasa. Uh, this is how remote this area is. Uh, it is just last year that uh, electricity got there. But maybe that's not an, an issue of being remote. Maybe it's an issue of uh, mismanagement of government resources, right, Sister Miriam? Sister Miriam, may I be Because it's not too far. It's a couple uh, hours from Kampala, from the city. Okay. Akataleke kan kanize wa. Akataleke. Akataleke. That life that i lived involved so all of us in the morning we had our chores a lot please post that uh, that, that that title one people don't understand what i'm not saying what i'm saying i'm not saying uh, uh a lot i'm saying lot a uh, orubimbi not necessarily achievable orubimbi uh what a share, a portion, a share. Yes, a portion, a share. That is what I am talking about. So that uh, my media team—they're trying to figure things out. Uh, a plot. Yes. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A so for us, uh, growing up. I wanted to really label this uh, uh, definition, uh, so that people uh, with me, as I, because I'm gonna keep saying this word, Lord, many times. lot is that Lubimbi. Is that see here, Miru? It is that portion that God has prepared for you. It is that portion that just happens to be your portion in terms of how you see your life unveiling. Now, I want you to pay attention to how this lot sometimes happens to us. It happens to us for reasons that have absolutely have nothing to do with what you have done, with what you have caused if you stay with me as we are going to do there in the story of Job the series of events that end up happening in the life of this man called Job starts at a place where Job was not there so if you have no clue what I'm talking about this man called Job he was not there when God and Satan and all those heavenly angels were talking about him he was not there but it is during that moment that what ends up being Job's experience it is started in that conversation when God and the Satan and the heavenly angels were talking. Now how I pray, <laughs> I don't know how God talks about you when he is talking about when he is talking with the people he talks with there in heaven. What we know in Job's situation, it is the thing that God said about Job as he was bragging about him as a righteous man that really set off the series of events that we are talking about. Job, God's, uh, God's uh, praise, and uh, when, when the devil hears that God is praising this man called Job, the, the devil responds and he says, you're only praising him because ye." he only is worshiping you and honoring you because you have uh put a hedge of provision you have given him riches you have given him a family that is the only reason he is worshiping you try to shake that and see he will continue to worship you pay attention that this conversation is happening and job is not there that is where jobs lot starts we're gonna go back to the word lot Where I was growing up, every single morning when we woke up, before you could go to school, everybody was told what their lot was. So uh, when it was digging, uh, my dad, uh, my mom, they would show you, or your older sibling, they would show you that you are going to dig from there to here, going whatever how many feet. That is our daily thing. And now digging wasn't my favorite thing so most of the time i tended to take care of the cows so i would have to clean up and all those things that was my lot mm-hmm. some of you if i was to give you the microphone you can share with me a little bit of what your lot has been as you know life and unfolding for you. I want you to see what happens in verse 16 and 18 17 of chapter 1 of the book of Job. Chapter 1, the book of Job see what it says in verse 16 17 and verse 18. This is what the Bible says. This is how things unfolded for Job.
1: <laughs> There's
0: this uh, element that I want to emphasize here. It says, so when catastrophe hit Job, messengers came to tell him, but the Bible says that, Sister Miriam, that says, while the first messenger was barely done, another one came. And look, look see what it says in verse 15. Maybe we can start from verse 15. 15. No, let's start from verse 13. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the at the oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, were plowing, and the donkeys were ga- grazing nearby. And the Sabeans attacked and made and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Now this is how Job starts hearing of the events that are happening in his life. Notice what it says in verse eight, verse 16. He says while he was still speaking the messenger who has come to deliver the first set of news while he was still speaking and i just want to emphasize the while he was still speaking it is that tendency where it looks as though just while the other catastrophe was coming to the end or thinking it had ended another one started while i thought okay this pain problem with my back okay, it looks like now we have really made so much progress. looks like we are all good now. Then the doctor tells you, no, now there's a malignant something. And many of you, these these are not uh, images. These are true stories where you can say, yeah, I, I can tell you, pastor, that just when I thought that things were, I was seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Another catastrophe struck. The Bible says in verse 17, it says, While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, The Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. It was like almost like on purpose, they were sparing just one to make sure that job gets to know the catastrophe that just befell him. The Bible says in verse 18, while he was still speaking, you notice that while he was still speaking, verse 18 he says, while he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on them and they are dead, and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. I just want to emphasize here the reality of how things unfolded in this man's life is that reality whereby it was one after another <clears throat> and that became his Lord what you to, to highlight that he was not there in the conversation that prompted all these things to happen in fact when uh, the Bible says in chapter 42 when God says that he rebuked or he was not happy with the friends of Job about the things they said about Job, he was referring to the time they opened their mouth to accuse him for being responsible for these events that have happened in his life. God actually accused them and Job prayed for them and they had to give a sacrifice for their speaking out of turn byogere bintu yabatali na komu trainer maguru Sister Miriam what is your lot It's a lot Sister Miriam's lot is a lot You know in this lot also I as I was really convicted this morning i thought that sometimes that this lot may not even necessarily be something that some someone has done sometimes this lot is something about us and as far as we look back it has been present in terms of how we behave in terms of how we maybe get so quickly ticked off and it has really caused us to struggle in how we live life. And then I was pushed to a conversation that we had one day back then in my life when we were talking about personality. And it, we, it, it confronted us to face the reality that there are some people by virtue of how God created them <laughs> There's something about them that makes makes it difficult for them to, to go through even just a day peacefully with people. That thing is called personality. There are some people that were created in such a way that it is just very difficult for them to To get along with others. Now, who are you going to blame that for? Your mother, your father? He never asked for it. He never asked that she produces, bear as a child who is going to be difficult for others. Now, what do you do? How do you even talk about that love and question? You're going to open your mouth and curse God. Are you going to open your mouth and question God? The most difficult lot is one where we were talking about, Pastor, how about those people who have really truly done some things that have led to consequences which have now become their lot? For For example, drinking. I was having a difficult conversation with somebody and said, Eddie, Uh, I can understand. uh, My aunt, yes, she she died of cancer. That one I can understand. I I am not anywhere close to understanding uh, the struggles that we have now with my husband. And now I do see that he has cost us one one business after another, one business after another because of his drinking. They were really, really doing very well financially, uh, but two of their businesses collapsed. Uh, they were involved in a very, very dangerous accident uh, because, uh, again, something to do with drinking. Now the the husband is full-on what you would call a full-on addiction. Now, how do you talk about that lot? Is it true that at some point he willingly took the bottle of beer because he wasn't born drunk? No, he wasn't born drunk. (laughs) Even the children who are, who are born addicted to things, uh, they, they, there's hope for, for them to recover from that. At some point, if they do, there's some level of uh, uh, participation in that. But how do you talk about that now which has become your lot out of the result of some decisions? Very, very uh, unhealthy, unwise, just bad choices that you have made. How do you talk about that lot? What we are saying this morning is that whatever my lot, whatever my lot, I am going to take it and I'm going to pray for the grace to navigate that lot, to go through that lot, to overcome that lot. And while I go through it, I want to be like Job. I want to be one that God can turn around and say that through it all, through it all, you kept your steady fastness my sister says here through it all i have learned to trust the bible says in the book of job i'm going to show you something that that blessed my spirit As I took, I don't know how long I've been in this book, uh, I think three weeks now. It's the only thing that I'm doing, but it's endless. I think that's why it's called one of the books of wisdom. There's so much wisdom that you can take from here when you think about how to respond to life's circumstances. The Bible says here in chapter 42, it says... Job opens his mouth and he says, after putting everything together and after seeing what God had taken him through. Because at some point he opens his mouth and he's asking questions. And the way God responds, God does not, you notice God never at any point tells him about the story that he had with Satan. He never tells him that this is how this whole thing started. Now who are you and I to attempt to give a reason even when God himself did not, in this story at least, did not uh, tell uh, Job what that conversation had been about. So God will choose what he chooses to let us know, and he will choose what he chooses not to let us know, and that is okay, because he is God. Job opened his mouth. Maybe even before we go to verse 42, maybe we'll end at verse 42, but before we go there, there are some responses that you can see from Job and then you wonder, how many times have I found myself in such a place? For example, when you read chapter 3 or when you read chapter 6, Chapter 3 is one we have talked about many times where Job opened his mouth and he I think it had been a, a long period of uh, being quiet and he's, at some point he said, no, i got to open my mouth now. You see, the Bible says in, verse, in chapter 3, verse 1, he says after this, so that this there is that, being quiet for seven days, seven nights, he opened his mouth and says, he says, I cast the day of my birth as people stand to celebrate birthdays for him was saying on that day, I am cursing that day. He says, may the day of my birth perish and the night that said a boy is conceived. May that day may turn to darkness. May God above not care about it. May, he, may no light shine on it. Now in my other world, we, 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 we have uh, talked about Job here as a man who uh, had a moment, a very deep moment, of thinking uh, suicidal thoughts. He was thinking and wishing he would he, was, he, was, he would be better off dead. And how many Christians, God-fearing, just like Job. Job was a very God-fearing man. And these are the words of God himself. This is not what Eliphaz or Zophar or Belida talk about him, no. These are the words that God himself say about job he was an upright man he was a man who shunned evil he was a man who hated evil this is how this man is described in terms of character this is the man our sister miriam because he really had a lot of wealth it was a thing for him for his children to have so many parties in the house which was okay he had been okay with it but there is something that struck me every end of the party sister john he went into repentance and he sacrificed just in case, just in case his children did something that is not godly during the party. This was the man that we are talking about. Out of his, out of other habit, whenever his children had a party at his at their house, if the following day he would sacrifice and he would repent just in case his children did something that is ungodly this is the man that we are talking about this was his character when it comes to how he related with God but in verse verse 3 after those uh, catastrophic events happened we see him at some point he opened his mouth and he let loose and he lets it all out what he was feeling and we notice how much a dark place that he went in he says in verse 5, chapter 3, May gloom and utter darkness claim it once more. May a cloud settle over it. May blackness overwhelm it. This is, he's talking about his birthday, the day he was born. He says, That night may thick darkness seize it. May it not be included among the days of the year, nor be entered in any of the months. About only about calendar. You were born January twelve. When you look at the calendar, that day is not there anymore in the history of calendar. That is what he. That is the place that he was in. Deep, gloom, dark space that he was in. In my life, in the hospital, or one of the things that we, we get referrals for. Uh, so whenever a doctor is engaging with a patient, and the patient uh, says anything about uh, wanting rather dying than, than continuing to live, uh, so the doctors have learned that you you don't get alarmed, but again, you don't just dismiss it. You don't get alarmed, but you don't dismiss it. So what they do, they uh, quickly send in a referral for somebody to come and, and just have a conversation about this. Really, it's a conversation. Sometimes, yeah, you find that it is serious and they have an actual plan and they have even thought out how they are going to pull out the thing or how they are going to take the medication that they shouldn't be taking and they have a full-on plan. And then that's that's a different conversation. But then other times, they will disclose to you that, no, 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 I have nothing like a plan of how I'm going to do it, but that is where I am at the moment. That is where I am sitting in the moment, just like Job. Job was not trying to end his life as we know it. He was trying to end the pain. He was trying to end the circumstances. He was trying to escape his lot. But as we know, so at the end of the day, when we read further down, we understand that, that Job came to a place where he really, really accepted his lot and he still worshipped and said, if you are the God and you are the God, whatever you have allowed to be my Lord, I receive it. Whatever you have allowed to be, my Lord, I take it. I am still going to worship you. I am still going to honor you as my God. And I'm still going to trust that you would give me the grace and the courage to go through, my Lord, to learn whatever I need to learn from it. And I will, at the end of the day, lift my voice and I will praise you. The same thing happens to Job in chapter 6. He's again in that very, very dark place. He says, if only my anguish could be weighed, if only my anguish could be weighed, and all my misery be placed on the scales, it would, be surely, out, it would surely outweigh the sand of the seas. I want you to picture this image for a second. Job is saying that where I am, Mr. Tambira, a misery, a misery, a misery. If you had a miserymometer and you put it on me right now, it would explode. Now we laugh about this, but that's quite an image that Job uses to really give us an idea of where he is sitting. And I can't even tell you how many times I have had conversations with people who are exactly right there in that space. Where They are saying, Pastor, if it wasn't for Christ, if it wasn't for me knowing that there is a thing called God, I would have no purpose continuing to live. I would pack up my children, I would get in this car, I would drive... I would drive in the opposite direction of the highway and I know for sure that will take care of us. Now think twice before you open your mouth to just rebuke that person. Even though our uh, Faz did not think twice. <laughs> he said, Jag- uh, no, that was actually Bildad. He says, when are you going to stop saying this kind of stuff? You are the man who has many times lifted up people when they were in their darkest place. And you're the one who has spoken wisdom to people when they were in their darkest place. Now it is your time to be in the dark place and you are seeing this kind of stuff. Now that kind of response, I guess, had its own place. And maybe it was needed in the moment to remind you of the strength that you already have, Ma'am Chala Sebofo. Remember that you still have it. Whichever place you went to to get that power that you shared with brother and sister when they were going through their darkest, you still have it somewhere in you. This is what Bildad is saying to Job when he pretty much rebukes him pretty much rebukes him. He says, it would, he says, if only my anguish could be weighed and all my misery be placed on the scales, it would surely outweigh the sand of the seas. No wonder my words have been impetus. He says in verse 4 the arrows of the Almighty are in me my spirit drinks in the po- in their poison He says God's terrors are marshaled against me He goes ahead to use so many images here to describe where he was sitting He says in verse 5 Does a wild donkey bray when he when it has grass? Or does an ox bellow when it has fodder? He says, is tasteless food eaten without salt? Or is there flavor in the sap of the mellow? He says, I refuse to touch it. Such food makes me ill. And he says, oh, that I might request to, that I have he says, now this is my request, and I pray that God would honor this one request. Now, this was a, a really dark one. He says, this is the request that if God would honor it, this is the request I would give. That God would grant me what I hope for. You know what he was referring to? In verse 8, 9, he tells you what he was referring to. That God would will be willing to crush me to let loose his hand and cut off my life this is the place that job a god fearing very god revering man this is the place that he was in at this time this does not make him any more evil than uh than others it is just a testament of where he was in terms of his pain and when All his friends are taking turns speaking to him. Including the questions in chapter 8 where one of his friends is asking him, In verse 8 he says, Bildad says to him, How long will you say such things? Your words are blustering wind. Does God pervert justice? Does the Almighty pervert what is right? When your children sinned against Him, He gave them over to the penalty of their sin. But if you will seek God honestly and plead with the Almighty, if you are pure and upright, now I want you to know that now this particular word is why Belidad was rebuked by God. The first line there, he had spoken well. He definitely spoken well when he was encouraging uh, a Job. But the words that followed there are the words that caused uh, 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 Builder to receive a rebuke as he went on to uh, insinuate or to say that Job had earned what he had received Want you to know, if you take nothing from this story as we come to the end of it, that what got, what happened to Job was not a punishment, and what Job receives at the end, at the in verse 42, was not a reward either. We know that what happened happened in a place where Job it, it started in a place where Job was not even there, and throughout that story, it is not mentioned that Job gets to find out how this story had started. In chapter 42, as we do come to the close of this word, chapter 42, uh, the Bible says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, Who is this that obscures my plan without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. Now, all these things that Job had said in between there as a response in his anger, in his pain, in his grief, he's saying that those are things that I said. And indeed, I was speaking and responding to things that are too wonderful for me to understand. Obrahim, I don't know what happened to my Facebook there. I had uh, thought that I would look on the screen to see my uh, Facebook uh, audience. I will do what I can here to see them in a different way. And if I don't, I want you to know, uh, our dear uh, fellow uh, worshippers this morning, that we do uh, take a minute to thank God for, for that lot that has given you. And we are praying this day that as Job did, Will be those that have the grace to go through our lot, to handle our lot in a way that, at the end of the day, still honors God. To rafe mongeri ewe at the end of it all. That is also to say that there is a way that is not God honoring. There is a way to respond during uh, these times of agony that would not be God honoring. In fact. It would cause you or it would earn you a rebuke, as uh, it happened also to uh, Job's friends here. The Bible says in verse 2, chapter 42, it says, I know you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Verse 3, let's go to verse 3. Thank you, my brother. I will take a minute here to read from there with you. As we go, he says, "You asked who is that that obscures my plans without knowledge?" Tano ya abe kula kanje kangkotse chigambu cha 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 mukuru sabi. Tano ya samia kamaki na 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 damu katonda nga ngedamani go gerako. Gola biyo inche katika yamka makatonda choka. Oli mukobi kura kama oya samia kama njenga lakozaji chigambu chasami oya samia kama oli mukoo but remember that this, in this moment, Job was reflecting. He was actually talking about himself. He's looking back and he's saying, Wow, look at me. That was my mouth spitting out all that. I spoke of things that are too wonderful for me to understand. And he repented as he reflected in this verse 4. Can we go to verse 4 uh, my brother verse 4 the bible says you said listen now and i will speak i will question you and you shall answer me as you remember that exchange where god was asking job okay you have asked your questions let me answer you where were you when i was laying the foundation of the earth try to answer that question that was God's response when he attempted to, to share just a little tiny a bit of a response to what the questions Job was asking. So notice that in the entire story, God does not, uh, God does not honor Job's questions with, with, with a response that says to him, this is why you have been hit by that catastrophe. But here is another way that also the Holy Spirit caused me to to ponder as I was thinking about this story. That it is indeed true that in the moment, that moment when God was talking with Satan about Job, it is true that it was a positive thing that God was saying about Job. He was praising him, he was acknowledging him for being an upright man. So what should our prayer be? Which also causes me to wonder if you find an upright man who is going through some difficult things. I wonder what conversation God is having with the devil about that man. I wondered about that as I tried to apply this story. Because it is true that there are many men and women of faith that I've seen one catastrophe after another. And you look at their lives sometimes and you wonder, you wonder, you wonder. And of course, many have spoken out of turn. Many have spoken of things they know not. Oh God help me that I will not be counted among those that speak out of turn when it comes to things that God has allowed to happen. Mr. Tambida, what is your prayer going to be? The Mukamato, I'm panangango. You get a nestle see. Sirimwecha gefuku. Kuzinga ngalozangia te pianu na jikubanch. Yeah, I'm going to try to make sure that you know what is that I'm Because this is the question that God asks certain. That have you considered my servant Job? He's an upright man. As we conclude, the Bible says in verse 5, let's go. Verse 5 says, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. And verse 6, the Bible says, Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. And verse 7, the Bible says, After the Lord had saved these things, To Job, he said to Eliphaz, now remember these are the friends, the three friends. To Eliphaz, the the, the Tamanite. I am angry with you and your two friends. The other two friends, Bildad and Zophar. You know why he says he's angry with them? He says, because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So the entire time this contention, this debate, this conversation, this exchange is going on. Job maintains speaking the truth about God. Remember the time when he was speaking uh, those things that he got rebuked for, he was talking about himself. He wasn't talking about God. But now the friends here, the the the, the murky waters or the yes the murky waters they ventured into was to go and speak on god's behalf as though they were now in that time they were god himself and were trying to say that they know exactly why these things have been happening and god is saying no you spoke about me in a way that was not truthful so the next time you try to attempt to explain why ABCD has happened in the life of the brother or the sister you better be sure that really what you are speaking is what God wants you to speak otherwise you are just preparing a rebuke for yourself from God himself and verse 7 verse 8 what does the Bible say the Bible says so now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept this prayer. Not to deal with you according to your folly. Obusiru siru. In other words, bi baadi ba ba yoke dan gabalo wasanti banyonyola loa chikato nda kidi zebinti we no biwe omulambwa Job ba yoke na mbo siru siru folly chitekeza bo siru siru. Oba magezi gebaadi ba geza koko wa Job mumkasa rako. Uh, they gave him foolish advice another one that gave him foolish advice was definitely the wife there so he instructs them to go repent and in verse 9 he says so Eliphaz, and Eliphaz the Tamah, Tamahite uh, builder the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite did what the Lord told them and the lord accepted job's prayer i want you to know that these men were not necessarily evil but they did engage in folly as they attempted to explain and respond to job and what had happened to him so they were not evil men how do we know when they when they received the rebuke from god they did as as god had instructed them and we know that in this moment, everything comes, to, everything comes to an end where they had done as God had said. And Job had also prayed for him as Job, uh, God has instructed. And in verse 10, he says, After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the trouble that the Lord had brought unto him, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. Oh, how I pray that this is your portion. Uh, May you stand as we close. My prayer is that this this Lord that you and I are worshipping this day, that he will bless your latter part oh that he will bless your latter part your future more than he has blessed your past that those who are going to meet you in your future in your tomorrow will be able to say that indeed god has blessed your present now than your past that god has blessed this present time that you're living in more than he blessed your past, and that is our portion, and that is our prayer this day. The Bible says, and he also had seven, uh, all the things the Bible mentions here, all the things that God was now giving job after a series of so many losses. May God cause you to endure, may God cause you to persevere, as the Bible has told us also in James 5.11. Those who have persevered and those who have endured have been counted blessed, have been counted blessed. The Bible also says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, as we offer this praise, as we offer this worship in conclusion, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, uh, chapter 5, as we read together verse 11, verse 11, what does it say? No, chapter, verse 1, verse 1, my brother, chapter 5, as we read verse 11, verse 1 up to verse 11, chapter 5, verse 1, it says, the Bible says in verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes, Jesus was preaching this sermon on the mountain, but it is has been said of this mountain that it was the people who are in their valley. Have you taken a moment? The sermon on the mountain was meant for people who are in their valley. Because it says, Blessed are the poor, blessed are the job, blessed are those whose load seems so heavy to carry. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. where before you heavenly father we thank you for yet another moment that you have blessed us lord i pray that the same way you have sent this word that lord you will give us the grace to sustain this word that you'd give us the grace to live in it the grace to live it out whatever our lot is but i pray like job will be those that will continue to be steadfast and upright and trusting that above all, you know why you have allowed different things to happen in our lives and we have nowhere else to run to except to run to the same place to you. As you rebuked those that spoke out of turn, God, we come in repentance for the many times during our agony, during our grief, the many times we have spoken of things that we know not about, of things that are too wonderful for us to comprehend. I ask for your forgiveness for the many times we have spoken out of turn, Like your servant Job, but I pray that you will bless our future more than you have even blessed our past that is our portion that is your portion as i commit this word unto you all of you are listening here from the physical space and all of you are listening on the facebook and all our channels may that be your portion that this god will bless your future will bless you tomorrow more than he has even blessed your past Thank you, holy spirit for we receive this promise we hang on to this promise and we take it in the mighty name of jesus christ we have prayed with thanksgiving in our hearts amen amen